Hello and welcome to Reaching the Summit on Business Radio X. We are broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett studio in the Senesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. I am Don Conklin, along with Teresa Conklin, and every month on Reaching the Summit, you'll meet successful business leaders who have climbed the mountain and reached the summit in their profession. We will talk to them about their journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons and insights they have learned along the way. Reaching the Summit is presented by Pinnacle Custom Signs. Get a more elevated look with your business signage. Visit PinnacleCustomSigns.com. Our guests today are Tim and Crystal Mansour from Mansour International and TC Quality Roofing, and Denise Gray from DKS Aesthetics. Thank you guys for being here today. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. So why don't we start by uh, you guys telling me, uh, telling us a little bit about your business and how you got started. Okay. Uh, first of all, we, we were in, like you, another business, of course, and uh, it was in the fitness industry for over 28 years. Uh, we built our buildings from the ground up um, and uh, ended up selling. Our last club we sold off of uh, 316. It was a 50,000-square-foot fitness center, and actually we had a tennis center right there not far from it in Georgia Gwinnett College. Ended up buying our last two locations, and they're still using them now, of course, as a fitness center and a tennis center. And uh, at that time, we decided, just like y'all, it's, it's time for a change. And we ended up going into flipping homes. We've enjoyed it. Uh, we do it together, and it works great with us. Crystal, of course, great at the part she does. And, and we have a lot of the same subs that we used forever in our fitness industry. We had over 300 employees, and we had thousands of members. And it seemed like 24-7, we were painting and putting in this, that, doing And y'all know how it is. You right. just never stop. Mm -hmm. So. We thought that would be a good fit. We ended up going into flipping homes, and uh, that got started. We've been doing that probably nine years. Nine years, mm -hmm. and uh, met a lot of great people, done a lot of different jobs, and over fifty homes. So we've had a good time doing that. Not long after that, uh, especially with the what's went on with uh, this COVID, it has slowed that way down. And as business people, as y'all know, and everyone knows that when you have to change, you have to change. You either changing or dying one so we ended up uh, taking on another business which is going to be putting doing roofs which we've been doing our own for a long time so we've just started that this last month and um, looking forward to that just uh, stepping up and making things happen the best way we can you just cannot sit back and sometimes things happen that you don't know especially in business mm -hmm. and I know y'all have been in business nine and a half years and you've seen a lot of crazy things and that's kind of I tell anybody that someone that's been in business for their sale for a period of time they know what it's about. It's never all rosy and perfect. So we, you have to make changes and keep going. Absolutely. Absolutely. Denise, why don't you tell us a little bit about DK? Yeah, so DKS Aesthetics came about. I was in the corporate world. Um, I've been in healthcare for about 26 years. And uh, in the corporate world in 2016, I got laid off from a position as a COO and had to figure out what I was going to do next. Um, and so I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but yet still take care of people. Um, and so I kind of reinvented myself again and went back to school and started DKS off of that. So um, it's a passion of mine to take care of people since I was really young. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had skin cancer. I was diagnosed with skin cancer um, really young. And my grandfather had skin cancer and my mother. And so going in as an esthetician just made sense to me. So 
You've worked with skin a lot. Then. Worked with skin a lot, yeah. In the military, I worked with uh, dermatologists and plastic surgeons and saw a lot of different surgeries and most surgeries mm-hmm. and stuff. And plus, I grew up in the high desert in California. So 115 degree weather, you know, you were always in the sun. So yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah. Uh, you, you have a very interesting business model, though. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your business model and how it works, Denise, if you don't mind. Yes, I'm an appointment-only uh, spa. Um, and so my clients, I'm, I'm kind of off the beaten path, so I'm not a storefront. Um, so my my clients have the capability of just coming in and just seeing me. So during COVID, it's been kind of nice um, because I am just kind of, you know, they can come in, they can book their appointment, and they're the only person that's in the spa. We just um, signed on a massage therapist as well and also a, a medical director. So now they, they have the opportunity to see those um, those providers as well. They can go online and they can they can schedule appointments. And I also do um, virtual consultations. So that's always a nice thing as well. So they don't have to come into the spa. Well, that's great. So one month in the for TC Roofing? Or what? One month. We just got oh, started, right. got all of our insurance and uh, oh. just taking those steps to make it happen. So where are you guys located? Where is... Uh, well, are we actually um, work out of the house? Out of the house right That's now. Great. Yes, we have no brick and mortar yet. Um, so we're located in Loganville, but we pretty much do the whole Atlanta area. Do you? All of Georgia, we do um, anything that they need. I know you were talking about flat roofs, pitched roofs, um, any kind of roof that you know anybody would need. But again, like Tim said, to refer back to that, I know the roofing part where we pivoted from the flipping homes right. to the roofing. Um, he's actually been roofing his own buildings for 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. We've been roofing our flipping houses for the nine years that we've been right. in business. So the roofing experience has been there for a really, really long time. Great. So is your focus going to be more on residential or commercial or uh, kind of? Residential. Residential. But mostly right. residential, yeah, because what it does with us, Again, flipping these homes, we're taking care of our own roof. It, it really makes a lot of sense for us because we do everything else in the in the home. So, we're just probably going to stay mainly residential. Gotcha. Now, there's uh, a thousand roofers out there, just mm-hmm. like there's a thousand sign companies. So, what's going to set TC apart? What do you What do you guys think besides the two of you? What's going to set you apart from the other guys that are out there? Well, I think the most important thing is we're going into this like we all, we do all our businesses. And uh, I think that everybody that deals with us, just like y'all, I mean, Mike said great things about y'all, is that you get to know that person. And our biggest thing is we want to do it right. Uh, it's not always about the money because we know that if you do things right and you take care of the customer, whoever it is in whatever business you're in, it will always come back to you. There will be people out there that are a lot cheaper than we are maybe or people that are doing deals. What we always say, and we did this in the fitness industry, was when it was not – very common is our specials is taking care of you we're going to do what we say we're going to do and that's the whole thing so there's a lot of people out there doing a lot of different things and a lot of people always ask me even in flipping homes we do a lot of seminars and they say well tim why are you telling everybody else your secrets there's no secret it's pretty much do what you're supposed to do over and over and over and it'll always pay you back so Uh, TC Roofing will be, we feel, successful. Number one is we're doing our own roof, so that saves us a lot of money. But also just taking care of the people. We have a lot of uh, people that are in the insurance business that we've known for a long time, so they will get us a lot of uh, uh, leads. But more importantly is just taking care of that one person that that you're doing the roof for because 
you always, you know, you can do a lot of things at your home, but you have to have a good roof because, uh, you know, if it's leaking, that, that's a major problem. So we just want to do what we always do is just try to do things right, look people in the eye, and if it's not right, make it right so that they'll tell other people about us. So you're not going to be a storm chaser, huh? Uh, no, no, probably not. <laughs> we, uh, we'll take care of anyone, but we are, you know, we're in the business of flipping homes and doing the roofs, and we're going to um, just take care of people that we can, and uh, that we're going to be running around chasing like some people do. We'll, we'll be taking care of Well, you guys, you know, you guys have been in business for a long time, and, um, and you know, so as, an, as a business owner, I know that, you know, one of the things that you said, and it, it, it tr triggered for me is, we do what we say we're going to do, right? And so one of our guarantee from our business is we will, you know, we promise we'll do what we say we're going to do when we said we're going to do it for the price we've agreed upon. That's you so know? true. And it's so true because people, it's trust. It's the whole trust factor, right? It's can do you trust the person face-to-face? -face? And that's been the difficult part for us about COVID, too, is it's kind of hard to go out there and network and make friends in the whole nine yards but we've done it we've been successful doing it but it's one of those things where that personal interaction especially for small businesses is so important at this point in time zoom meetings for chamber meetings just, just don't do it for me i, I don't know so it's, it's different but i think what you're saying is so important that people need to understand i hear so many people uh, they'll say gosh this guy's in business and all this lady's in business and they're just doing so great and everything's perfect it, that's not the real world and we know as business people all of us that mm -hmm. everything's not going to be perfect and i always tell people the most important thing is there will be problems it's just how you handle them that's the whole thing and uh, just doing it i feel in a positive way mm -hmm. i mean there's two ways to do it positive and negative and to me if you do it in a positive way no matter what uh, i think it'll make you more successful oh i agree with you, you know we um I, I i bring this up on a lot of shows but I talk to a lot of people that want to start a business, right? And, you know, they're always starry-eyed, you know, open up a business, yeah! Right? And I said, listen, before you get the, yeah, remember two things. One, hope is not a strategy, so don't hope that you're going to be successful, right? And number two is it's going to be two years of sheer hell. And they look at me and they said, what? Why would I open up a business? And I, I didn't say you, I didn't have fun for the first right. two years. Exactly. But the first two years, what, you're trying to get a client base, right? You're trying to figure out what your cash flow is going to be. You're trying to figure out your business model. I mean, there were so many, some, some days we came home and it was like, wow, well, what's next, right? And <laughs> I tell a funny story because we, we had no earthly idea about signs, right? So we put up this one big sign up on Spout Springs Road up in Flowery Branch, right? It was about 10 feet tall. Did it on a Tuesday, Friday, Friday night. night straight line windstorm came through as you know how they do in atlanta right so about four o'clock in the morning i serendipitously get out of bed and go get my jeans and Teresa looks up she goes where are you going i said well i'm gonna go see if my sign's still standing <laughs> up right because i mean again i didn't know that it would hold up to that right. and, you know but you're thinking to yourself oh my gosh i just it was the most expensive sign we put up at the time right. it's gonna still be there and those are the kind of things that you know now i don't even think about right i mean when we were starting doing wraps, vehicle wraps and stuff like that, which is like doing wallpaper in 3D, right? First two years, right? I, I, I'd watch over every one of them, make sure it was done exactly right. These 50 vehicles I told you we're doing right now, so just, just go do them. Yeah, you got to have a good team with you, too, you right? You do, 100%. So, how do you get your clients, Denise? I was, I was kind of interested in how you get your client. Yeah. Is it word of mouth mainly? Or it, it is definitely word of mouth, right? So um, 
it's a lot of trust that goes into letting somebody you know work on your face right mm-hmm. um, and so it, it definitely has to be word of mouth and so building my clientele so you're talking about the first two years you know I'm still in that first two years um, and it, it definitely and then COVID hit right yeah so it's definitely been difficult for me it's been definitely a challenge um, but I can say that you know given my background and, and kind of the industry that I've been in has been a blessing um, and I've got some great clientele and got some great reviews. And, um, you know, I think what, you know, you asked him what sets him apart, you know, what sets him apart, you know, in the industry. And, and for me, I can say it's just that I'm really diligent about my education with my clients. And that really sets me apart. You know, if you think about when you go to the dermatologist about your skin, they give you some prescription medication and they kind of send you on your way, but they really don't educate you on on a lot of stuff, right? They just mm-hmm. kind of treat treat the symptom that you came in for and kind of send you on your way, but they don't really discuss everything else with you. Um, and when you go to a spa and you get something done, they kind of just say, oh, you came in for a facial and they do it and they and they kind of send you on your way and they don't go. Or they try to sell you a bunch of product too. <laughs> right. And they really don't go into anything else. And, and so I think that that's what has been um, my greatest success is really just being able to educate my clients on different things and and that's what keeps them coming back for more. And, and that's what, you know, I get a lot of um, new clients in because of that. And thankfully, I, I've seen a lot of clients coming in now for my Google reviews that, that they're seeing, you know. And so, you know, they're they're searching online and they're seeing, you know, what has been said about me. Um, and so I'm very thankful for that. You know? So what ser- types of services do you offer? Yeah, so I do. Uh, so my biggest thing that I do is a lot of anti-aging treatments. Okay. Um, so I do like microneedling with PRP. So have you ever heard of the vampire facial that Kim Kardashian had done and it looked terrible? It doesn't look like that. <laughs> so don't get scared. <laughs> it doesn't It doesn't really look like that. So I do that. Uh, I do chemical peels. I do dermaplaning. I don't do a lot of microdermabrasion just because there's better um, services out there Mm -hmm. for that. But a lot of anti-aging treatments. Um, I work with a lot of teenagers for acne treatments. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do do stuff like that. Um, But that's, you know, that's, I I see men. Um, I do uh, microneedling for hair loss. So I do stuff like that as well. And then we have a massage therapist that's in there, and she does all different kinds from prenatal massages to sports therapy to stretching. Um, oh, it's a whole gambit. Yeah, to paraffin wow. paraffin dips for, you know, feet and hands. And, yes. So, so what side of the city are you on? So I am right behind. So I'm not too far from Swanee Town Center. Okay. Uh, right behind Sushinami. Mori House or Hammerheads, kind of in that area. Okay. Yeah. And so, I, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of off the beaten path, and I'm appointment only, so we're only open when we have appointments. Um, so it's very private, and it's very one-on-one service. Um, Hopefully you wrote cards today, right? Absolutely, I wrote <laughs> cards. A good business owner always, always has, has cards. Always has your cards. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> I, I, gave up, I gave up one of my business cards in St. Kitts, we were talking to a bar- the bartender No, you didn't. There. I did. You did. You gave my car. I'm like, you know, we need some banners down here and things like that. I said, well, I can ship them to you. So here's my car. Never heard from them, but had a There car. was one we did had hear about. We, we had given it away at a, on a cruise, and we were sitting at a bar, and he's like, give them your card. So I did, and then they called. That's good. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Never know. So I got to ask the question. Is anything on HGTV 
correct on flipping houses at all. <laughs> we watch a lot of it. Yeah, a lot of people we do. We had a nickel for every time yeah. we were asked that question. We, uh, I think it's like anything else. I mean, it's 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 TV. Mm-hmm. It, uh, you know, and, and uh, we laugh about a lot of things that they do because you know you you can do some things and and, and it can make you money, but the, the way they buy them and all, it's a little different. I mean. <laughs> we we buy from the courthouse. We buy through families that you know maybe are going through a, a hard time or things like that. And uh, the main thing I tell people if they're getting into this business, the most important thing is before you even buy the home, you should be educated enough to know what it's going to sell for and about what you're going to put into it within about three to five thousand dollars. Because there's so many people, and I think the biggest mistakes made in this business is they go in and they fix it up the way they like it. And you just can't do that. You have to fix it up to on what the appraisal is going to bring and what is around the neighborhood. And that's tough for a lot of people. And I always tell them, you know, it's important to know that when you sell that home, you you won't be invited back for Christmas and probably Easter or anything else. That's somebody else's home. So you have to fix it up the way that the appraisal, you know, that if it's appraising for one fifty, you have to fix it up as a $150,000 home. And I think a lot of times people get in and they think of all these great ideas, and they do them, but they don't bring more value to the home, you know. And I do want to say that it's important, and I love to see husband and wife teams. Not a lot of people do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Crystal's my right hand. I mean, she's uh, – Mike wouldn't even invite me here if it weren't for Crystal <laughs> anyway. But, uh, oh, that sounds similar. Yeah. So, but I think it's so important to have a, t- <laughs> to have a team and uh, to have somebody behind you and, and let – let other people do things like you were saying is so important i mean we had all these employees when i first started i did not know how to i micromanaged everything i didn't know how to delegate and finally i learned and really found out that a lot of people do it a lot better than i would Mm -hmm. and just get out of their way and crystal's one of those i mean she pretty much sets all the paperwork up reads all the emails and does so many things so if you have a good partner and a lot of people ask me how do you work with your wife i wouldn't know really how now not to she does so much of the especially behind the scenes and and i just think that's important so if you have a a couple and i love to see y'all together i think it's great now everybody can't do it but i think it's great when you can and have somebody that 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 rock beside you yeah you kind of walked into a question i was going to ask is how do you guys divide up the work but it sounds like you do very similar to don and i do um that i'd stay in the office pretty much and kind of manage all the stuff that's going on there whereas he's out talking to customers and you know working on getting sales and bringing the business in yeah and i think it's important like and in the homes of course the decorating and what walls to take down and she has so many great ideas and I have to sit back because sometimes I'm a, I'm a driver, so I'm wanting to get things done quick, <laughs> and that can get you in trouble. So she's analytical. She'll think about it and say, well, why don't we try this or try that? But she has great ideas, and, and we work well together, I feel. Well, so. I, I'd say that. You say that, Tim, because Tim has always been a, just an unbelievable business person. He has a dynamic personality, so he's kind of one of those faces and personalities that when you meet, you don't forget him, mm-hmm. and which is great. Um, for me, I love that because I'm a people person too. But he, in business, um, has has just—I mean—he just runs circles around me. Um, I do like being like you. Um, not so much what I see in the office, but having my phone there, having my iPad there, having my computer close to where if he needs something, I'm on it. Mm. Um, and I feel like that part of contributing to everything that needs to be done um, is something that he hates. 
he hates. So we have found our happy medium with him doing the part of the negotiating and the buying, and we talk about things as we kind of go along and say, yes, this is going to work for us, and no, that's not really going to work for us, or mm-hmm. this is something in a direction we're not going to go. So we kind of talk about every single thing, that we, what we do which is so great because I love to talk anyway. So doesn't seem like it so far, but I do. <laughs> but uh, he is really good at his side, and I love what I do on my side. So it's an even split. I think for a husband and wife team, if you have skill sets that balance one another, complement, I couldn't yes. get that word, but yeah, balance one yes. another because we are very, very different. He's very much big picture, strategy, where are we going next? What are we going to do next? And I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Nashville, Nashville, right? Yeah. Nashville. Yeah, that's it, that's it. Nashville? Green, Greenville? Yeah. Wherever, Don. Wherever you want to go? Yeah. Yeah, the, Can't get her to expand, you know. Straight, yeah. well, Tim's, oh. Tim's the 90 miles an hour out of the gate, and I'm the analytical one. So I'm like, oh, wait, whoa, 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 wait. We slow down just a minute. Let's talk about this. Let me get the direction that you're wanting to go, and then I'll try to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you, you guys never – you know, do you have a time where you stop talking about business and it's oh, Tim all and the time. Crystal? Yeah. All the time. I mean, because I know we make that 100%, a priority. Yeah. We enjoy each other um, and we're very lucky. We've been married almost 18 years and we just, we enjoy a lot of the same things and just uh, got some great friends. So a lot of times we get business beside, you know, just let it, let it go and just move on and have a, have a life and just take care of each other, respect each other. And I think that's so important in well, life and just. I think the divide on that, too, has to be a priority, especially Mm -hmm. when you work together every single day, all day long. You really have to kind of um, find the time that it's just, you know, the two of you or, you know, something that you are both interested in outside of work. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we definitely make time for that. Yeah, we have uh, two boys in the business, too. So we have four sons. The oldest two are not in the business. The younger two are in the business. They're 30 and 32. Soon to be 32. Soon to be 32. And so it's interesting because the entire workforce is consists consists of people in that same age bracket. So it's very important for us to be, not be mom and dad while right. we're actually mom and dad, right? And it's kind of interesting because they're our succession plan. And so every time we do an interview with someone coming in, I say, I say well, we're not going to be here in a couple of years. I said, you're going to be able to work for one of these two, exactly. right? Because it's really interesting in a family-run business that you – know that you know that succession plan right someone said to me yesterday who was it said to me yesterday goes it's so refreshing to see a family-run business where the the uh the uh, the children actually want to be there versus oh you have to be there because (laughs) this is dad and mom's business right Mm -hmm. we actually started the business for my um number three son because he was graduating college didn't want to sit in an office so we started looking at different businesses and um i was actually going to be a silent partner and invest in him and it's like no i don't think he can do this all by himself so but it's it's interesting to see the dynamic and they um the kids used to live with us right out of college they came back and lived with us so think about that new business (laughs) husband and wife that work in the business child that works in the business and sometimes we could cut it off but the child couldn't, especially the younger one who was in sales. He talks more than you could ever imagine he talks, right? And so the, the family dynamic really gets in the way from that standpoint. But it's, it, really is, it really is interesting because I've seen some companies and um, 
we know, I'm on a we're in a consortium of about 350 other sign companies across the country. We, we know these people. We, we go to conventions together and stuff like that. And I will tell you, the ones that are the most successful are the ones where there's a full partnership there, right? Because I've seen, we've seen some where, you know, the husband definitely wanted to do it and the wife was like, you know, kind of, okay, you can go do that <coughs> or vice versa. And those are the ones that struggle because, you know, you can't have cross purposes relative. You got to be all in. You know, it was interesting. We, um, we started in, uh, in September and then Teresa was part-time working for us, but getting a paycheck, which was an important thing. Exactly. And then March, six months later, her contract, she was a contractor, came up six months earlier than we expected. And she looked at me and she goes, well, my contract's up, hon. And I looked at her and I said, does that mean you're going to stop getting a paycheck? She goes, well, I can go back and get another contract. She goes, but you guys are having so much fun over here. <laughs> and we call it the, um, the Cortez, uh, Cortez moment. moment. Because we certainly, at that point in time, burned all the ships. There was no paycheck. Oh, yeah. Whatever we made in the business is all we were going to be able to make from the business. And, you know, it, it, it worked out. But at that point in time, it was like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? You know? So um, and so you're uh, in the two years now, Denise. So where, when did you actually start? I started uh, May of uh, 2019. 19, 2019, oh, okay. yeah, May of 2019, yeah. So, But you made it through COVID. Oh, I have. Yeah, I have. Good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, still well, standing. Think, you know, it's, <laughs> it's interesting because, you know, we all have to, you know, pivot and do everything else from the COVID experience. But um, did, it, did, did, COVID ex did the COVID experience teach you anything that you don't think you would have learned if we hadn't had this lockdown? Um, I think, um, you know, it, it definitely made me like switch gears, you know, like you talk about is like as an entrepreneur, I think you always have to be, you know, thinking and, and you know, what are you going to do next? And I can say, you know, my, my retail business, thankfully, you know, I had that already on the on the shelf. But, um, you know, thinking of outside of the box of like, you know, virtual consultations, you know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't really give that much thought until, you know, COVID hit and I was like, okay, what can I do next? right um, it gave me some time to like really you know think about what my clients were asking for um, so that's why I brought on you know the massage therapist um, I needed a bigger space so you know uh, it gave me time to you know think about that you know commercial real estate was kind of going down right because everybody was working from home so it gave me gave me opportunity to get it, grab a bigger mm -hmm. space and negotiate a great lease um, you know so I, I definitely think it gave me some opportunities that I hadn't really thought about mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm using it to my advantage you know so to speak yeah yeah. yeah yeah we could certainly do that you know ours you know you, as you might imagine one of our bigger um, pivots was to producing the signs that say stay six feet apart you know yeah. we did uh, um, all of the signage for Georgia State University one of our biggest customers right and uh -huh. it was funny because we did it over last summer well I guess yeah, it was over the summer, summer. And um, we had a temporary employee over the summer who happened to be my nephew, our nephew who goes to Georgia State, you know. And so it's like, hey, guess what? When you go back to school, you can tell people this is what you did during the summer, right? right. But it's just, uh, it's it, it's interesting. This things my, I have a, but it's interesting because I have a friend friend in in Chicago does the same thing, right? And I said, so how much COVID signage did you do? So I did a million dollars, right? And that's the plexiglass shields because he got in. I, I didn't want to do the plexiglass shields because the margin is like this. 
Well, and also the acrylic got hard to find. So um, I said, but how much of that was to people that were not your existing clients, right? And he said, almost none. All of it was my existing clients because your existing clients come to you as a trusted advisor and say, hey, I see this going up all over the place. Uh, can you help me out? Can you hook me up? And and we actually, that I would say the same thing for us. We didn't hardly do any COVID signage for anybody that wasn't a customer already, right? Mm. But, but then, we, I, I think I told you guys earlier that we're national. So depending on where we were trying to install signs, like we had, we still do have, $60,000 in signs in a warehouse in New Jersey because New Jersey and New York still hasn't really opened up. And you have to get a permit for those things in the cities aren't opening up and you know it's sort of like you see the dichotomy of what's going on in the different parts of the mm -hmm. country texas i can install a sign tomorrow in texas right you know but it's kind of interesting unbelievable you know but we did i tell you one thing COVID did teach us is to there's always opportunity out there yeah. we actually increased our building size increased our automobile fleet and increased our number of employees during COVID. Um, and grew a little bit, 5%, I think, year over year. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things where you use it to your advantage because there's plenty of opportunity out there for people who are good business people, and people who are good business people make it through it, right? I had a couple people ask me, so um, why would you open a business during this time? And I'm like, you can't choose your time about when you're going to open up a business, but if you're a good, good business person, you'll find a way to make it work for you. Well, that's what I love about Tim, because he's always thinking outside of the box. You know, of course, with flipping houses, um, 2020 wasn't our past year. So always thinking outside of the box is what he is very good at. And so we've, we're we from Georgia. Um, I've lived here all my life. Uh, Tim has, too. So our roots run pretty deep. Mm -hmm. So we really do love and appreciate that. It's the people that we've met through our businesses has been just a blessing for mm -hmm. us. Just so many good people that we've met and, and come across and gotten to know. And, of course, that person tells another person, tells another person. So that's great. And even in your business, I know that's probably uh, a very personal style business with uh, yeah. the aesthetic. So that's really great. But I, I love that because Tim's always thinking outside of the box. So pivoting from one, yes, a good entrepreneur always is thinking. Yeah, definitely. So you mentioned that you've written a book, that you wrote a book in 2016. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, we wrote a book. Actually, it's about um, Tim's journey and our journey together. It is uh, called It Is Not Impossible, uh, Building a Business from Zero. And um, a lot of people don't know that about Tim. I know early on when he um, started his businesses, a lot of people thought he had investors. And a lot of people thought that he had people that he was in business with, partners, and he didn't. It was basically family. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he really grew from the ashes and started from the ground up and built an amazing business. And uh, I joined him, and we kind of continued the journey on into several other parts of, of the business world. Um, gosh, everything from a weight loss facility. Uh, we had, gosh, we had um, We had cafe, equipment, we had equipment had stores, equipment just different, different things that we did. 10 different businesses and I think what's important is like you said all of them were not just perfectly successful no. right. um, a lot of times and, and in the fitness industry even though we had four locations and thousands of members and all that um, payroll wasn't that easy a lot of times and a lot of times 
I remember this one time my brother was working full time with me. My father, my my father was in the insurance industry. We moved him from Rome, and my mother was working for Kroger. She came down, and they worked with us in the corporate office. And uh, one day in our Lawrenceville location, my brother went over there. We couldn't get the whirlpool hot, and he's like, "I have tried everything. We've called our guys out. We just can't figure it out." And walked around and found out that the uh, gas had been cut off. We did not pay our gas bill so sometimes there's situations that happen that people just don't realize in business it's not always perfect i mean we've had times that uh we didn't know if we were going to make it or not and if you ever think you're going to go into business and everything's going to be just great don't go into business because it's not going to happen and people ask me like they did with you why would you go into business and and do the struggles that you did i mean we got turned down by 40-something banks or it was just everybody laughed i mean i'm walking in as a 23-year-old kid asking for a million dollars to build a health club in a town I didn't even live in and was too naive to understand that they were laughing at me. So <laughs> it's like after getting turned down by everybody, one guy finally looked at me and said, son, I want you to know that nobody's going to give you the money and that all the bankers, we get together every couple months and we pretty much talk about you and everybody's laughing at you. And I'm trying to save, and I see this guy when I walk in the bank and I've walked in so many, I, I couldn't remember who turned me down and who didn't. And I, uh, as I say, uh, he was in a gray suit. He had gray hair, tall and thin. And he called my name and told me to come over. And being naive as I am, I'm thinking this guy's about to give me this money that I've been trying to get. I mean, I cannot believe it. I was so excited. And he walks in, and I go through the door, and on his door it said, President. I said, this is it. I mean, this is this is the time. He said, son, sit down. And I said, yes, sir. He said, look, I, I'm going to be truthful with you. I'm trying to get you not to embarrass yourself anymore. And I had no clue what he was talking about. And I said, what do you mean? He said, son. You have been to every bank from Rome, Georgia, through Cartersville, all the way to Marietta, to uh, Snellville. To, to, you've been everywhere. We all know who you are. When you walk in the door, we know what you're asking, and nobody's going to give you that money. So I'm trying to get you not to be so embarrassed. And I said, well, I'm sitting there, and on. he said, the only option you have, and boy, I said, okay, here it comes, is the SBA. And I said, gosh, that's great. But if you don't mind me asking, what is the SBA? I had no clue what he was talking about. He, of course, giggled and told me. And then six, eight months later, we finally did get our first loan. But I just tell people that in business, you have to want to to kind of work you know, with yourself and other people and understand there's going to be problems. But in the long run, you do you can get freedom. You can get a lot of things that you can't get working for other companies. But there's not a right or wrong. My brother works for Liberty Mutual full-time, does a great job. It's all corporate. He loves that. I'm a little different, so I work a whole different way, but it's not a right or wrong. So I think that's so important. No, so it's that not. was the long version as to what the book is. <laughs> <laughs> I like the story. That's we it. told our that's stories. It, it yeah. actually goes from the beginning all the way till not really up to now, but it does go all the way through until we sold um, our our tennis center so that's mainly what the book is about is it's a business book it's about self-help it's about entrepreneurship it's just about tips and strategies and and life lessons basically is what it is so getting turned down a lot (laughs) that was the long version well that's a life lesson isn't it i mean and and i think being an entrepreneur you can't be afraid to make mistakes because when you make mistakes you learn things and then you learn how to fix them right and then you move on from there well i think too from tim something that I have really learned so much about is you can't take it personal when you get a no you just figure out how to get the yes so or how do you I like that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's great 
So, you know, I, w- I would have to ask um, Denise, first off, first you, so what gets you the most excited about your business? I mean, what, what you know, high versus low, what makes you go, yes, that's why I got in business? What things? I have to tell you, like the satisfaction of my clients, right? I mean, just seeing them be happy. Um, I've had so many clients that have come into me that have gone to other places and have been sold a ton of different product. So, I mean, I can give you a, a very good example. I had a client that was coming to me. She was spending $1,000 a month on um, product that she was buying from Korea. And um, I told her she didn't need all of it. You know, she doesn't need all that stuff. Um, and uh, so she buys product from me now. She's now moved to California. She calls me probably every month just to check in with me, and she wants to fly me out to California to see her. So it's it's those types of relationships that I've built um, that excite me and, and, and make me want to, you know, do business. Um, I had another family that came in just for ear candling, so that's something I also do. Um, the, the mother came in, and, and I provided her some relief doing ear candling. Next thing I know, her, her teenage son's coming in to me. I did it to him. Next thing I know, the father's coming in for the same thing. So it's stuff like that that, that gets me very excited. If I can help them, they were all so excited. And, um, you know, uh, it's those successes. It's it's helping people, you know. Um, it, just the, the simple reward. I mean, I wanted to be a nurse when I was in high school. I knew that. And I joined the Navy at the age of 17. Um, my mom had to sign me away because you couldn't you couldn't just join and go right right so I joined the Navy at 17 and when I joined I had them promise me that I would be a corpsman which is a medic in the in the service because I knew that that I wanted to help people and you know I joined the Navy I did that for 10 years I was a medic in the Navy and when I got out I I, I was promised I would become a nurse while in the service well that doesn't always work out. <laughs> what they promise <laughs> and what happens is two different things, you know. But when I got out, I became a nurse, and I did that. And um, I crossed over to healthcare administration, and I, I climbed the corporate ladder, and I got away from what I really was passionate about, which was helping people. And and now I'm helping people again, and it makes me so happy to get up every single morning. And when I see somebody's booked a new appointment, it, it makes me extremely happy just to be able to go in and help them and I think that's what sets me apart because I go in and I say what is it that what is it that you want right Mm -hmm. so they can book whatever appointment they want that doesn't mean that that's what we're going to do that day because they don't know that that's going to help them my first question to them is is what are they trying to achieve and and then we build off from that so that's great well Teresa what about you why are you doing that why not (laughs) what what gets you excited in business I like seeing what we do and some of the, you know, we started doing just laying vinyl on flat surfaces and vehicle wraps and stuff like that. And the way we've grown, we're now producing and manufacturing, I mean, literally manufacturing big signs that are sitting out at shopping centers now that, you know, it's a lot of metal work and a lot of really cool stuff. Um, We brought somebody on. Uh, towards the end of last year who was very had a lot of experience in that and he, I think he's helping us to move our business in a whole different direction than I think we even imagined when we started 10 years ago 
and we'll need more space soon. So That's I'm working on that, hon. Don't worry about it. It's <laughs> down awesome. the block. <laughs> more space. What about you guys? I'm sure it's probably similar to what gets you, you know, really excited and saying, hey, that's great. I'm glad we're doing this. What I love, I do love seeing the changes of these homes when we do them. I mean, I love going in and people think, gosh, my brother looked at one and said, there is no way y'all going to make that house nice. And it actually turned out beautiful. So that that excites me. New businesses of any type. But the most the most important, what I enjoy more than anything is talking to people about business. From We go to a lot of the high schools, and I enjoy uh, sharing what we've done in the last 30 years. And not all of it being right. We've made a lot. I have made some crazy decisions that I thought were the greatest in the world and turned out to be flops. And some of them that I didn't think would work would work. So my love more than anything is is, is is talking to people, telling them how it worked for us, but it might not work for them. But just uh, that probably more than anything, that gets me excited more than mm-hmm. anything. Well, I would, I would tell you the, the whole make the mistake thing. I mean, and as people ask me all the time, so um, who fails in business? Who you know? I said, well, you know, there's there's, a, there's actually a, ty- a type, and I tell you who that type is. It's someone that gets wrapped around the axle on all the minutiae and all the details. Now, you have to pay attention to the details, but it's never going to be perfect, right? You know, a lot of these people come from corporate America. They expect the fact that there's processes and procedures and <laughs> process of procedures, right? We're writing them now, but, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you, it's fly by the seat of your pants, you know, and it's 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 all, in, in my mind, a small business, it's, if you can't roll with the punches, you are not going to be successful. And there's a lot of people that went out of business during COVID because they just couldn't understand how to roll with the punches. Like, I give you an example. Signage is an essential business. I mean, you need signage to keep people socially distanced, the whole nine yards. We had this argument for, what, two weeks about whether we should stay open or not because we were essential, right? And so a lot of other people just didn't want to do that investigation said oh we're going to close up until it gets better you don't reopen after you close up right it's tough. it's tough at that point in time but it's it's understanding that understanding how to roll with the punches understanding what you're really about and then finding good people i don't know you're you're doing it solo right now but you ha- you've hired a couple of different mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. it's and, and we do it from a it's a culture test for us right we have a value system that we built within our company um, that people have got to basically coalesce to because that's the 20 people in our company all have it, right? That's important. And it's pretty, it's pretty simple, right? It's, it's, you know, excellent customer service, um, quality product. But then there's three that are intangible that are really important. One is being driven, right? You're not sitting around waiting for something to come to you. You're being driven just like I hear you, Tim. You are positive. You know, I want a bunch of Tiggers in my office. I don't want a bunch of Eeyores in my office. And then have fun being part of a team, right? And we'll sit there in an interview for a new employee, and I'll say, here are our core values. And you're not going to sit here and tell me you don't have the core values because you're looking for a job. I said, but I will tell you this. If you don't have them within two months, you will be ejected like a virus. And it happens all the time because people can't change who they are. You know, no matter how much they no want. No matter what, you're right. And, you know, and they're miserable. Yeah. They try to change. They're just miserable being at the office, you know. A job isn't that important that you make yourself miserable going to the job. Because if you're going to the job miserable, you're coming home miserable, and you're affecting your entire family life at that point in time. But, you know, having those core values is just really important to us because we can see it 
we can see all of our people. And, and when we lose somebody, you know, I'll, we'll be sitting around a table, all of us, I said, so why did we lose so-and-so? And they would say, well, they didn't have attention to detail or they didn't have a positive attitude. It's clear within the organization when someone doesn't fit in. It's, it's self-selecting. It's not Don and Teresa saying, well, I'm going to grade you. I mean, it's just self-selection. Yeah. And I think another thing that's important, a lot of people ask me about failure and uh, how to take it. And what and, and then everybody watched Shark Tank. I mean, we've all watched that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and a lot of people don't know this, but most of the deals they make fail. But what it is is perception. And I tell people, I said, there's some times that I was going through the worst time of my life. So I have an option. Either I go and mope around and, and that's the way I look or I just stay positive and know that it can change. And that's so important because so many people tell me all the time, oh, this guy, they're making this and that. This one's making this and that. It's just I think it's important to understand that a human being, as human beings on this world, there will be times that are not what you were hoping they would be mm-hmm. it's just how you handle that situation and in our business we had 300 employees and it was a and we call them team members because it was like yours we would let them know we do whatever it takes to get the job done as long as it's morally right and there were a lot of people especially in the fitness industry because right when you say it you think about how crazy it is and it is it's a, a situation where we believed that you do not have to join as a contract. You do not have to join in five years. You can join today, you can join for a day, or you can join for a month, and we have did that forever. And people, we became a family, and it worked. And I mean, to this day, and we've been now 10 years, we sold our last club. I still deal with a lot of the people that were from my uh, ladies in the nursery to my managers to system managers. We still talk to to them, and they're like a family. And people say that that can't happen. That can happen. I believe in it 100%. It's just you, what goes you have for everyone. And, and, and I think so important, like you said, is having that same goal and going for the same thing. It makes it a lot easier to have everybody doing that instead of one person going one way and someone else going another way. Yeah, I tell people all the time because when I, I do a little business mentoring myself, I say, so what's your goal? Well, I don't really have a goal, right? And I'm like, it goes back to the Lewis Carroll book, right? If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. <laughs> That's exactly it's right. Like, it's like, you don't have a goal. So what's your revenue goal this month? Well, to do as much as I can. So, And you, by the way, you're lucky you weren't in the fit, fitness business this past year. Right, exactly. I have a chance. We do signs for all of the work at any time. So like oh, you yeah. see around Atlanta and around the country, and they were they were shut yeah, shut down, it's, closed. That's tough. It's yeah, I think tough. COVID threw a curveball to everybody. Yeah. It did. Not even just, you know, entrepreneurs. I mean, everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. in their personal life was affected in some way or, or another. But I think the biggest part for us is that, like you said, and we've talked about, you figure it out, but you, your willingness to want to learn, to learn something new, to kind of take the step to, to change because yeah. as we get older people just do not like to change they don't like change at all so i think that's been a big one for us because um i've, I've never really kind of considered myself like a computer i mean I, I enjoy the computer but like i have learned so much in the last probably two years but i have learned a whole nother set of what i'm capable of doing during this COVID. online has been just it has exploded everything mm. a lot, so many things are online now so i've really kind of learned so much so it, curveballs are everywhere so you just learn how to figure it out so denise where do you see dks going in the next five years mm, that's a good question um so we are in the process of so i just got the medical director 
Um, the next thing will be we're going to get an injector. So we'll be doing injections as well. From there, then we will be working on getting our own skincare line. We are setting up doing our own podcast so we can do informational podcasts where we'll be joining different businesses as well so we can do a total wellness podcast um, talking just about skincare in general. Um, and then from there, um, what we're wanting to do is, you know, just keep going with that and just seeing kind of how that goes over the next few years. Um, I was looking to do, I was supposed to be in the school systems this past year, um, but obviously all of those got shut down. So um, my passion is really talking to kids and educating them. You know, if you would imagine back in the day, you know, when you were in high school or elementary school, if somebody could come in and talk to you just about, you know, your skin health, right? How that would have affected your self-esteem in, in schools. And um, so that's a, a big passion of mine is, is educating and um, so I was supposed to be in those school systems uh, doing that this past year. But so hopefully I can get back in and um, when they kind of open up a little bit more and, and do that as well. So getting on and doing some seminars and stuff like that is really, you know, where I would like to go. That sounds exciting. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. Yeah. Can I ask you one question? Sure. Because um, I'm naive about it. The ear thing you were talking about, the, the candle. Ear, ear candling, yes. And what is that exactly? I, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, so ear candling helps with a lot of different things. It helps with um, sinus issues. It helps with allergies. It, it helps with just your equilibrium. Um, it's been around for a really long time. It's an old Chinese method. Um, people have tried to do it on themselves, but there's, a, there's an actual technique in, in doing it. Um, and it just it helps clean out if you overproduce um, earwax and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so it helps That's take cool. all of that out. Yeah, it's it's really in, it's a really incredible treatment. I have a lot of people that come in, and you shouldn't do it all the time. You know, you've got to space them out because your ears, you know, do need wax in them. So, but yeah, no, it helps with all of that. So, what about you guys in five years? Retired on a beach somewhere? You know, we did. No. We, we tried that. Uh, we sold the clubs, and uh, I told Crystal I'd need a break. I said, you know, we've been doing this 30 years, and when you have those, the fitness centers, we were open seven days a week, never closed. Christmas and I think Easter is it. But uh, And actually the school had talked to me about running the tennis center for them, and I was so wore out. I said, I need a break. So I took about a month and about drove me and crystal crazy <laughs> i was gonna say said, just a month i said i'm not I, i'm not good at this i just feel like um well he didn't we didn't completely stop he he slowed down um i, I think the biggest slowdown i that he did was when we sold the fitness center in 2008 uh, january 31st was our last day 2008 in in the lawrenceville location and then so we moved all of our offices down to our tennis location which that sold in 2012, so that was four years, that we still had to be business. We had to figure it out. We had to run day-to-day -day operations. So that, I think, right after we sold that fitness location, I saw him slow down a little bit, and it was probably about maybe three and a half months. And it was like he came back just rejuvenated in a whole different way, and then we took off again. But we've talked about that so many times, you know, hey, okay, what are we, you know, what are we thinking? My mom lives right next door to us. 
Um, and Tim's mom lives less than five minutes from us. So we talked about, well, we're going to move. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And we still haven't done it. We still haven't made that decision. But we just keep spinning our wheels doing, you know, what we know mm-hmm. to do and just, you know, not even nothing. I, I like to have a purpose. and that Get up every that day for something. Me, yeah, that woke me up when I woke up and I felt like I didn't have a purpose. And that bothered me. So I'm not sure if we'll ever just what you call just Complete retire. Complete stop, but yeah. What we're doing is fun, and, and we enjoy it. So, we we just yeah. uh, just keep rolling. absolutely. You know, we're you know, our goal is to take more and more vacation, which actually didn't work out last year. But, and as our kids run the business, which if I can great. go away for a month and come back and it's still running, it's a good thing. It's nice. Right? It is. Well, we but. bought a fifth wheel. Um, we like camping. I oh, camped yeah. when I was younger with my parents and totally loved it. It's a totally <laughs> different experience for a vacation. Some people hate it. Some people love it. But and that is a whole funny story. Well, he's laughing because he wants to tell you the story on how we got in it. But we bought a fifth wheel, so we actually do that. So our vacations was leave on a Thursday and come back on Sunday. So it works, you know. It works. It works. So now we got to hear the story. Well, I've never camped, and I told her I was not camping because we we enjoyed uh, like we'd go to Vegas, and I enjoyed, and she enjoyed that, and we did that, and she kept telling me about getting a camper and I said Crystal I'm not going to buy a camper but I'll go down to uh, we know Maxi Price and then real well at Maxi Price Chevrolet and and the camper place I said I'll go down and just look so we went down and I let her know that you know we were not buying a camper so that day we bought that camper and (laughs) I didn't even have a truck to pull it with and we and I actually fell in love with it so now we ended up trading and getting the fifth wheel and we've just enjoyed it so she pretty much knew what we were going to do before I did well Well, she's the the wife I mean come on now it was taking him out of his comfort zone and he listened from he listened so it was good it worked it was a win-win you know well listen we enjoyed having uh, all you guys on the show so to kind of close it out so how would people get in touch with you guys um for um roofing and things like that well there's several ways um one of our biggest ways that people can get in touch with us is through our main websites mansourinternational.com that's m-a-n-s-o-u-r international.com there is so much on that website people can get they can purchase our book that we sell they can look at what a little bit more about our bio and what we have done through the years for 30 years in business. It also has um, where they can see where we do our flipping our homes. We have our, our past podcast on there as well, but it also has a link that will lead them to what we do now for the TC Quality Roofing. So we do that in conjunction with the flipping homes. So that is mansourinternational.com. We also, people can email us at tcqualityroofing at gmail.com or they can go directly to the TC quality roofing llc.com website and uh, lots of ways to get us has phone numbers um just email us any any way that they can find us we we would appreciate their business yeah so they can go to the website of dks aesthetics says d-k-s-e-s-t-h-e-t-i-c-s dot com Um, and on there is my bio they can schedule appointments directly through the website also, they can reach out to me on Instagram. So, and that is the same thing as DKS Aesthetics. Um, so, that's a good way to, to reach me. Yeah. That's great. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Reaching the Summit, presented by Pinnacle Custom Signs. Get a more prominent look with your business signage. To see how we can help you with your business, Reach the Summit, visit us at our website at pinnaclecustomsigns.com or on any of our social media channels. 
Remember that you can also enjoy any of our episodes at any time by visiting Business Radio X, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then click on Reaching the Summit. You can also find us on your favorite podcast apps, such as Apple's iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast apps. Until next time, for Pinnacle Custom Signs, I'm Teresa Conklin, and with Don Conklin, you've been listening to Reaching the Summit on Business Radio X. Hope you have a great day.